Welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell, where we share helpful tips, introduce exciting new products, and celebrate all things machine embroidery. I'm your host, Kim Christofferson, and I can't wait for you to experience the joy of creativity with us. Hello everyone and welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell. I'm your host Kim Christofferson and I've got two of my friends over here with me today. We've got Deanna in the house. Hello. <laughs> and Andrew. Yes. Say hello Andrew. Hello. <laughs> Way back there. Yeah he's our producer of course and so he makes sure that we keep things on track. Kind yeah. of. Yeah well. Kind or of. he can as fix it later. Can, right? Exactly. All right. So today's episode is about the top five tools you need as an embroiderer. I love that. Yeah. Because there's so many and oh, it's gosh. so overwhelming. You don't know where to start. Yeah. If and we could give you five tools yes, to start. Yes. That would be perfect. These would be it. You know what? I have to tell you, I have five and a half tools to tell That's you about. That's okay. Five and a half is good. <laughs> I could not keep it to five. Oh my goodness. So you get a little bonus one here today. But we also asked, you know, our viewers, our readers, uh, those who follow us on Facebook and Instagram, what they would say as would be part of their five tools. And we had Andrew, <laughs> good old Andrew, go out to the Kimberbell team and ask them, also what they right. thought would be so we got a lot there. of good information and we kind of listened to all of that yeah and saw what the common top five were mm-hmm. and they put were, it all together yeah here we are grab your pen and paper folks it's You're time gonna to, want write, this list. <laughs> to write this list for sure okay top five tools we absolutely have to include stabilizer in yes. there over yes. and over again that was the main thing people mentioned was using the right type of stabilizer for the job. Kelly Johnston said, basically the main point that the stabilizers can make or break a successful design. Yes, it totally can. Don't let that scare you. Make or break a design? It sounds intimidating, but really it's just to let you know stabilizer is that important. Yeah. And, it, and she's she's right. You know, I mean, if you're just using the same stabilizer over and over for again for everything, no matter the stitch density, no matter the fabric, no matter the type of design, whether it be lace or whether it be applique or anything in between, stabilizer does make a difference. Why don't you go ahead and share what Lita says? I love what Lita said here. She said, more about stabilizers. They sold me a roll of iron-on tearaway with my first machine, and I used that stuff for everything because I didn't know about anything else except for water-soluble stabilizer. I think I still have a stack of blocks I embroidered that that need the paper peeled off the back. <laughs> you How know many what, have you Lita? done that? It gets so monotonous. Lita, I can relate. <laughs> to tear oh my that goodness. paper away. Before I... Uh, <laughs> knew about stabilizers and the importance of them and why and when I did the same thing I just used the same kind over and over because that's what I had right that was what was sold to me when I bought and my first when you don't machine. understand the difference that different stabilizers can make you yeah. think well this I have it I'll just use this yeah definitely so how the, that begs the question how does someone even know what to to uh you know what to use for stabilizers we we have a pretty good answer for that don't we well i know the first one that comes to <laughs> mind being the newbie here yeah that's what i love about the kimberbell projects is yeah. they tell you exactly what kind to use and that's because they've tried it they've tested it 
they've tested different stabilizers, they have tested different machines, mm -hmm. they know which one is gonna work for the project that you're doing. And not only the project, but the different stitch outs you're doing mm -hmm. during that project. Exactly. You know, when we have our own line of stabilizers, so we'll plug that of course now, but the reason why I can plug it so so wholeheartedly and wholeheartedly yeah is because i know it works and that's based on the fact that we tested a lot of different types of stabilizers and different brands from different yeah from different, different manufacturers um there it's not all the same white stuff right no and it's not we may look at it and go oh well i'm sure stabilizer this, is stabilizer exactly this brand is the same as this brand is the same as that brand but truly we went through all of them and did all kinds of test stitch outs and came out with the best we feel is the best stabilizer on the market um and so we've created videos for that we've made it very shoppable yes um, with and a i love color-coded system right yes. so if you're going well gosh it that... was if you're like me and i'm like i know it had a yellow label yeah <laughs> right because that's what i remember i don't yeah. remember what it said on that label, but I remember that it was yellow. What's really cool too is that we have within that color coding, like the yellow that you're talking about, we have, um, it, it's more of like an ombre effect with the, the weights of the stabilizer. So for example, as Deanna said, you know, a very light yellow probably indicates that that is Kimberbell's ultra light cutaway or is it the cutaway? Yes, ultralight cutaway stabilizer. Then it gets a little bit darker in kind of a more of a mustard color. And now that becomes the light cutaway stabilizer. Now you go a little bit further down the line and you have kind of this orange gray, yellow slash orange gradient, which is going to give you, bring you to the medium sta cutaway stabilizer to the darkest, which is your heavy cutaway stabilizer so there was a, a lot of intention a lot of thought behind how do we label these how do we um, make sure that you know what we say in our project directions match with the color coding system it all works uh, for your benefit it just makes it much easier especially yeah. as someone who's new and may not know the stabilizers yet mm -hmm. yeah definitely um, we also have video tutorials. We have yes. all kinds of video tutorials out there. And then there's shops out there that want to make sure that you are well informed on the Kimber Kimberbell stabilizer system too. So they can tell you when, what, why, how, all the things for it, for sure. Um, one other thing besides just having the line of stabilizers, I would say is the slap bands. Yes. You want to talk about that? I love the slap bands. Again, when you're new to this and everything <laughs> is overwhelming and confusing, you can even just take that slat band and take it with you and yeah. just know this is the color <laughs> I need because the slat band matches. Yeah, yeah. And it takes us right back to our childhood, right? Exactly. Slap Who doesn't bands? love a slat band on your wrist? <laughs> and that's what we're talking about, folks. If you're like, what are you talking about? It literally about? is a slat band. Yeah. And what we, the intent of it, of course, is the, to use them around a roll of stabilizer that you've had actually already um, taken the packaging off. You know, right. once you open that plastic packaging around it and you remove the label, it all unrolls. looks the same and it unrolls. So not only does it look the same as something else, but yeah, You don't know what it's called anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what it's called. It unrolls. And so now you've got stabilizer coming out of, you know, everywhere. So the slap band is to help 
keep that nice and tidy and slap it around. And then it also matches the exact color coding system as in the directions, as in the stabilizer itself. Um, and so therefore you never have to question which one you're using. Yeah, or guess. Yeah, so that would definitely be a top stabilizer. Let's go ahead and go to a few sound bites from Andrew that he did when he asked uh, some people at Kimberbell what their favorite stabilizer was. Well, here's the question right now. Favorite stabilizer? <laughs> it depends on what I'm making. Um, for quilts, definitely light mesh cutaway, 100%. But for anything with heavy stitching, I always love a medium or heavy cutaway. Okay, good. Thank you very much. All right, so we're going to ask Mail real quick. Question, what is your favorite stabilizer? My favorite stabilizer is probably Sticky Back Wash Away because you can do a whole lot of different things with it and it holds on to your project really well. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, thanks, Camille. Okay, so there's two of our people from Camberbells mentioning their favorite stabilizers. Of course, Michelle is one of our testers and Camilla is one of our digitizers. So they, I think they know what they're talking about, right? Yeah, they have, <laughs> they have, a th they have some, some backing that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So stabilizers, definitely something you need. I think it might be helpful for us to put together a list of, um, you know, what would be our go-to maybe top five stabilizers even. Um, we'll have to do that one of these times. Andrew, make note of that. We could do another episode. There you go. We could do another episode just on stabilizers. That's true. It may put you to sleep, but you know. But you'll be so glad if <laughs> when you walk away, you'll be like, oh, this makes so much more sense. Yeah. All the no. things you wish you knew about stabilizers. We will make it exciting to you talk about stabilizers. You can't go wrong with us here. There you go. All right. The second tool that um, continually came up in our Facebook group was applique scissors, having the right tool for the job. Oh my goodness. Isn't that the truth? It, it It's amazing. You think it doesn't really matter? Yeah. It does. You think scissors are scissors? Yeah. No. No, no, no. no. And we're not talking about the difference between cutting paper and cutting fabric. No. We are literally saying applique scissors. scissors are a must for sure. Because that's going to get you nice and up close to your threads without snipping the, snitch, snipping the stitches. The snitches, right? <laughs> we don't snipping snip the stitches. Stitches or snitches. <laughs> Anyhow, we want to make sure we get nice and close, but not so far into it that you're going to accidentally destroying clip those, your project. Clip those threads, right? Um, definitely the right scissors for the job. Bridget Christensen on our on our Facebook page said, um, "Applique scissors are a game changer, and Absolutely. they truly are. They really are. We of course have a Kimberbell tool set that has." these duckbill scissors that are fantastic um, and then it has you know three other tools that you, you're going to want to check out for sure what makes um, our applique scissors a little bit different uh, than others that are out there are definitely well a few differences um, one is the duckbill itself is shorter and thinner which means right. it's going to get right up close to that fabric without clipping your threads, but it also has some nice big rings to them. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't kill your fingers yeah. when you use them. <laughs> exactly. We all have different widths of fingers, and so I want to make sure mine are nice and roomy uh, to put uh, my fingers into those big ring holes. So um, that's another difference there. Of course, you can find out all the information about um, why the Kimberbell scissor and tool set is, uh, is something that we highly recommend as well. Um, 
let's see. Let's go back to a soundbite from Camilla when she talks about what would be listed as part of her top uh, set of tools. Yeah, she, she had some great insight. If you were a new embroiderer, or if you could give any advice to a new embroiderer, what do you actually? What do you wish you would have known when you first started embroidery? Um, having the right pair of scissors to trim out your applique pieces is really important. I've tried to do it with other kinds of scissors, uh, and it always looks really chunky and sloppy, like you were just like hacking around it. If you use the right kind of scissors, you can make raw edge applique look really good. You can make um, collage applique look really good. There's all kinds of different things that look a whole lot better when you have a good clean edge on them, and the right kind of applique scissors are a really good way to get that nice clean edge and the Kimberbell scissors are great for that. Um, what are the top five tools you would say? I mean, you already said scissors, but what other tools do you think an embroiderer needs? Well, um, since I've been working here at Kimberbell, clear blue tiles and the orange pop rulers have come in super handy. I didn't realize that they were a thing or even that I needed them before I started working here. But like orange pop rulers, for example, make it so easy to get your quilt block um, perfectly square and also just the right um, dimension to get the squares to sew together in a, a nice organized way and all the lines of the seams will line up and things and it just makes that a whole lot easier a lot less math for artistic people like me <laughs> all right that was interesting wasn't it yeah I liked her I liked how she described it and what the difference was in using those specialized scissors yeah and the the tools like she brought up one of them that I didn't have on my top five list, but it's worth mentioning since she brought it up. And I think it is a good tool that we highly recommend. And that is orange pop rulers. Right. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with that, then we could probably post some links in the show notes about um, learning more information about orange pop rulers. But, you know, in a nutshell, basically it's a way to square up your blocks after you've embroidered them um, to the exact size you want. So say, for example, if you were to put a, a four by six block into your quilt design um, and you would you were to embroider onto that four by six block by the time the process of embroidery takes place what's happening is the that fabric is being pulled in right the stitches of the um, applique or your field designer whatever it is is actually causing that block to pull those fabrics in meaning that after you're done embroidering you're not going to keep the same four by six block that you are originally started with right right it might now be like three and you know seven eighths by you know five and seven eighths kind of thing um, and that's just what happens with the process of embroidery so what orange pop rulers does is it helps solve that problem by starting out with a larger size block maybe you start out with um, like a five by seven block, you embroider that, but then you use your orange pop ruler that to has cut a, it to too. cut it. Yeah, you have an open window in the orange pop ruler, so you can lay it down on top of your embroidery after it's finished, and you see it. You visually see before you cut. Right. And now, after you've used the OPR, which is orange pop ruler, you have the exact size block you need to put into your quilt. Just makes it so much easier yeah. when you're stitching them together. Yeah. So I didn't put that on my top five list because I would say that that is 
that's definitely a great tool to have for both machine embroidery or if you're a sewer. It's, right. It's great for regular quilt blocks too. Absolutely. You don't have to use OPR just for machine embroidery. But I, I do appreciate that Camille mentioned that because obviously she's really uh, come to appreciate that tool. But one thing she did mention was clear blue tile. So I would say that that brings us to our next you know, in our top five or five Necessary and a half here, you got to have clear blue tiles. Oh my goodness. I, you guys, we need a whole episode just on why people need clear blue tiles in their life, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> There's so many reasons. So if you're out there thinking, what is she talking about? What is Kim talking about? This is a system um, that we created a couple of years ago now where you can use your embroidery machine to do background quilting on quilts, pillows, table toppers, table runners, um, you name it. You anything can you want anything, background quilting on. Anything you want background quilting on. And the problem with background quilting maybe in the past has always been... Um, or other systems is that maybe you have to line things up just perfectly. You have to, you know, uh, either line it up, you have to do some math, you have to stand on your head and twirl around. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, exactly. That's what, what I'm getting to. Um, it wasn't easy. Maybe in the past you also had to have like a really large hoop. Maybe you had to have the largest of hoops right. to be able to do background quilting on your home embroidery machine. And what Clear Blue Tiles does is it gives you a whole variety of tiles to choose from where you use it um, as a marking system on your, on your quilts or pillows or whatever it may be. Um, and then when you pull up on your machine the same file name as what's on your tile, it's going to stitch exactly where you placed that tile. I know that may sound a little odd right now because you're not visually seeing this, but I want you to check out, we'll put a link in the show notes again about the clear blue tile system. Um, but what it does is that it, that means no matter if you have a small hoop or the very largest of hoops or any hoop size in between, you can do get the look of custom quilting or all over quilting from one edge to the next um, with the use of clear blue tiles. And you can do it quickly and easily and there's no math involved, there's no lining up. It's just It takes awesome. all the guesswork out of it. It does. And we have the cutest background quilting designs. Yes. Uh, that I could never myself do on my own. Oh, there's no. no way I could do. I mean, we're talking very every, intricate, and yeah, detailed and holidays, seasons, everyday type of items. Yes. Oh my goodness, you can do it with these. So it's been really exciting to see people uh, be able it's to a finish game their changer. projects. Yes, and that's the word people have used: a game changer. They are able to get their projects done. From start to finish. How many of us have UFOs, right? That's what I was going to say. How many of us have those projects that yeah. we we just didn't finish because we thought, oh, we have to take them to a long arm quilter. Yeah, yeah. And they're usually either busy or it's another expense. It's another expense and or maybe they're, you know, weeks or months out. Right. Um, and maybe we just want to be able to finish it ourselves, um, you know, in an evening. You and can now you can. That. And now you can. Now, I will be the first to say that I love 
long arm quilters. I certainly, there's a place when, you know, if something might be too large, if I'm doing like, you know, a king size quilt or a queen size quilt, that would be a lot of hoopings, right? I mean, you could do it, but it would be very tedious. It'd be and tedious, and there's the drag of, yes, of the something so of heavy, a machine, right? So certainly, there's reasons to to have a dumbbell long arm quilter, and what they can do is magic. Oh, absolutely, they still very much have a place in the quilting world. Absolutely, hundred percent. But if you're looking to do but you smaller don't have to have projects, a, that's what I was gonna say. You don't have to have them necessarily for these little small projects. Yeah, small pillows table runners table toppers wall hangings and yes I've even seen people do bed size quilts would I personally do a bed size quilt with them maybe maybe I mean it's possible it's just maybe a, just to try it once yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway I think there's a place for both and I will also mention that I have a lot of friends who are long armors or have long arm machines and they still love clear blue tiles because for them they're like oh I love the ability to be able to not have to load this on my big machine right and I can do my smaller projects with my embroidery machine do my you know save that for the bigger ones truly custom ones on a long arm machine and there's definitely a place for both but hey you want to get the most out of your embroidery machine right absolutely you You invested in this you want to be able to use it to its full capacity yeah so definitely clear blue tiles game changer we'll we'll post a link in the notes um okay so that was one of them uh, what else would be one of our top five, Deanna? The other one that comes to mind really quickly is paper tape. Oh my goodness. It sounds so simple. <laughs> I know. But it really does make these projects so much easier. And yeah. it and it eliminates a lot of those little mess ups where fabric gets caught. Or yes. That can just kind of ruin a project. Yeah. The last thing you want is for your fabric to get caught underneath oh. the needle under neath the presser foot and then yeah. it gets caught up in your needle and then thread breakages and fabric and all kinds of mess. snafus and tears yes maybe a few swear words i don't know been there. yes <laughs> all of the above there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so paper tape is you know we have kimberbell paper tape we use it for everything any anything from installing a zipper in the hoop we've even used it for um wardrobe malfunctions yeah <laughs> at trade shows <laughs> That is true. True story, Deanna. We won't go there. No, (laughs) but it is true. But just know it's very universal. It's very, it's kind of like the new duct tape, right? You can fix anything with Kimberbell paper tape. That's right. Yeah. No, if you are, you know, think about the last time you placed a piece of applique fabric down and you're worried that it's going to come up, right? And you don't want, you need it to lay flat. But sometimes we've used in the past like uh, spray adhesives. Right. But ew. Then it gums up your needle. They gum up your needle. They smell bad. (laughs) It's kind of like. And who knows what you're inhaling into your lungs. (laughs) Open up the windows, right? Um, So certainly like putting down a piece of paper tape on that applique piece is going to help. Um, The nice thing is, like you said, it doesn't, this will not gum up your needle. Right. And it tears away really easily. It does. Uh, from your project we use it even if you stitch over it even if you yeah and you a lot of times you do stitch right right over it inevitably but it pulls it right up no problem yeah yeah it and it won't pop those stitches when you pull it up um 
Certainly when we do background quilting, yes, we use the paper tape around the outside edges of the fabric, again, to keep it down and not have oh, the dreaded needle catching up, catching your fabric and, and breaking things, right? Right. And thus, Or just again, stitching it where you didn't want it stitched. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we use it for that. Um, we, we use it for all kinds of things. Piecing in the hoop. Yeah. Um, when you do piecing in the hoop, which is awesome and you stitch it down and you flip your fabric, it's a stitch and flip method on your embroidery machine. You need to have something that's going to hold that next piece of fabric down while you stitch your next step. Well, the paper tape can help with that, too. Once so you start using reasons. it, you really wonder how you ever lived without right? it. Right. <laughs> I know people that are, get so excited when they attend Kimberbell events because they always get a free roll of paper tape yes. in their event project kits. And so like I said, they're loading up. so simple. Yeah. But it really is, again, I think, feel like we've used this word way too much, but it's a game changer. It is. It truly is, for sure. And we, we don't want to endorse anything that we don't stand behind, for sure. Okay, so that brings us to the fifth one, and then I'll finish up with a bonus five and a half um, tips or top tools that you yes, would have. So your, what would you your say? Your point five. Yeah. The what next one would definitely one? be needles. Have yeah. needles on hand, different sizes and extra yeah. on hand. You know, we talked earlier about what a difference um, having a sharp needle yeah. can make in your project, but also different size sizes. needles for mm -hmm. the different projects that you do will make yeah. a huge difference in how your design turns out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, a lot of people will say, well, do I use a 9014? Do I use 7512? Do I use an 8012? You know, there's so many different yes, sizes. Yes, you'll use them all. Yeah. <laughs> I especially love, I'll tell you, a new one that I'm really liking is called an anti-glue needle. And that is great for when you're embroidering through like the sticky back stabilizer okay. of ours. Um, it just helps that needle glide right through and not gum up because of a, a sticky back right, that's being used. Right. So that's a, a kind of a new one to me. Um, a lot of people like titanium needles. It just, it really, this is something that I would check with your uh, shop that you bought your embroidery machine from and ask them what needles they would recommend. They will have some great suggestions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will know. for sure. And in the directions, of course, we will, if there's one in particular that we recommend, uh, as far as size goes, then we definitely will always mention it in our instruction as well. Right. But yeah, having the night, right needle for the right job um, makes a difference. And like you said, we did mention this in one of our other podcasts when we were talking about what do you wish you knew right. when you started machine embroidery. Needles was a big topic that came up. And so um, the idea of changing it every seven to eight, eight hours. hours. That was a new concept time. to me. Me too. <laughs> and such a simple solution for ones that, like we talked about in that podcast, that usually we're adjusting tension or we think there's another issue with our machine. And mm -hmm. it really can be as simple as just switching out and getting a new needle. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that was one. And now here's my bonus, my 0.5 tip, right? Um, oh my gosh, you guys, I cannot over... I cannot share enough of my enthusiasm for pre-wound bobbins. Now, this does not mean it's necessary the manufacturer pre-wound bobbins as much as it is just having what bobbins ready to go, whether you wound them yourself on your machine or you 
you purchased pre-wound bobbins. How much does that throw you off when you have to stop in the middle of your project because you need another bobbin? It's so irritating. I know. But it's so nice if you're like, hey, I already got one here. Just pop it in and we're good to go again. Okay, this sounds so silly, but it's a life is good moment, man. It is. (laughs) It really is. And it's also a life, like I might be done for the night if I have to wind another bobbin. I'm just got to take a break, come back tomorrow. Machine embroidery takes up a lot of bobbin thread. Absolutely. And so if I can... Can, like do yourself a, a favor minutes. yeah exactly do myself do my future self a favor that's is right. what i call it um then i just take a little bit of time and i pre-wind them myself um on the machine or certainly you can buy um pre-wound bobbins already that's done. like a little gift to yourself to it buy them gift to your future self absolutely i don't know i think a lot of people would agree with us on that one yes right if you've been there you know it, it was if you worth, know you know it was worth the five and a half top tools you need as a machine embroiderer right Right. there all right so andrew if you had another thing to add to this list or or you would recommend because andrew's been in a he has sat in a lot of recordings of us doing these types of stitch outs but he's also an embroiderer himself and he's taught his daughter how to embroider little london who's only what eight years old She's nine. Nine she's years nine old now. now. Sorry, oh London. How fast they grow up. She looks um, like she's seven. Yeah, she's, she's, oh, little she's little. just so sweetie. cute. She's a sweetie. I think we a all lot love of London. you know uh, Andrew's little daughter, London. But together, they've also machine embroidered. Andrew, what would you say is another top tool you need? Well, I got I got two honorable mentions. <laughs> okay. So just, just from, from my experience doing the tutorials with you guys. And number one is an iron. Like yeah. one of those little irons, especially when you're piecing in the hoop. Yeah. Grab one of those little irons. It'll help. It'll, it's a game changer. You can use that term. Mm-hmm. And the other one is either little clips or slap bands, especially when you're doing clear blue tiles to hold the rest of the of the quilt out of the way while it's embroidering in the machine. Ah. I learned the hard way on that one. Yeah. Okay, well, there you have it. I love, I love that you mentioned that because, as you know, there's only so much throat space, right? Throat space being what's underneath um, your, the top of your machine, machine, right? It's the space between, you know, your presser foot and the side of your machine is what we refer to as throat space. But there's only so much room. So as Andrew's saying, use some slap bands, some clips to roll up your extra fabric that you're not embroidering onto. Um, that's going to keep it nice and tidy within that throat space and not get in the way, right? Yes. Yes, I indeed. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Good, good ideas. Andrew. Honorable mention. Honorable <laughs> mention right there. So see, you guys, you got actually seven and a half ideas. It was like a bonus day. <laughs> You got lucky today. (laughs) Certainly. Absolutely. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you all learned something new or some kind of aha moments or things you want to try out. Um, But we would also love to hear from you. What kinds of things do you feel are a game changer when it comes to tools for machine embroidery? We want to hear from you. So go ahead and post on our Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or any of the podcast platforms. We want to hear from you. What would be in your top tool uh, list? You guys always give us the best ideas. You really do. And certainly these ideas definitely came from you as uh, 
you know, mach fellow machine embroiderers, and then we compile them. And uh, fortunately, th there's a lot we can say about each one of these, right? Yeah, we could go on and we on. We could go on and on. Yeah. So much fun. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all of our podcast platforms. Hey, and while you're there, be sure to leave us a review. We'd be so grateful. Have a great day, everyone, and keep experiencing the joy of creativity.